Approaching Traumatic Events in a Relationship. Hey, everybody. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned into Simplify Complexity, a relationship podcast. So we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. We're so grateful that you can join us and you can be here with us because you can do anything. You could be on another podcast, but you're choosing to to watch us. You're choosing to listen to us. And we're really, really grateful for that. So what we want you to do right now is please hit that subscribe button. If you have not had a chance to subscribe, if you had not a chance to um, maybe review, we love your reviews. Your reviews mean so much. And, and we know that we're really grateful when you guys just leave star reviews. But if you have a chance just to put a little something in there, man, that, that just gives a little extra to where we're able to read and, and just see areas that is really blessing you. And that's really our payment. Our payment is just how you are being impacted and how relationships are being impacted for the better. And so we're really grateful for that. Uh, Keontae, man, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. This We're in sunny California, Southern California, man. So it's, all, it's always a good time in Cali. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, it never rains in Southern California. Exactly. So, um, which when it should, it's October, but it's feeling like it's in the middle of July. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna rain. You know, that's the thing about life. You know, people can say you know it doesn't rain in Southern California, but yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, in right, life right, right. it rains. You know, it, it rains sometimes in life, and so. Um, but without, here's the key thing, and this is a blessing. There's a little nugget for for everyone. Without rain, you don't have growth. And we mm-hmm. always have to remember that, that, you know, if you don't have rain, things die. And so those those rains are, are perfecting us. They're, they're helping us grow and to be better people um, and even bringing us better in our relationship. So uh, right. our topic today, man, tell us a little bit about that. So today we are going to be talking about approaching traumatic events within relationships. Um, what brought this topic to my mind, actually last week um, I was talking to a coworker of mine and mm-hmm. he was just explaining like kind of the awkwardness that he's been going through with his wife. Um, right. And it came down to what he was trying to figure out, like why this was happening. And it, it happened to be the around the same time, the anniversary of his mother's of her mother's passing, mm. um, which was last year. And so we started talking and he was just like, you know, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like handle it or whatnot. I guess I've just kind of just been going around it. Um, So that just got me thinking, like, you know, in relationships, oftentimes, like, how do we handle traumatic events? You know, something that may happen to our spouses, something that might happen to us. How do our spouses react? Um, And I think this is a a really good topic. You know, something that people don't really touch on a lot, um, but, you know, just dealing through it and just going through it and navigating, I think, would be great. Yeah, no, I I agree. And, And that's the thing about relationships is it's not always what's happening within your relationship, meaning between you two that can bring trauma, but it can be those outside events. It can be those things on the outside. It could be a loss of a loved one. It can be a job or stress on the job. It can be in your past. And so it could be something that maybe there was, you dealt with when it comes to a form of molestation, or maybe somebody was uh, too aggressive in the dating process, or maybe you've just been hurt. And so there's things that aren't always between you two, 
that can bring this stress, but there could be things on the outside. And so that's kind of our goal today is, is how do we approach a relationship when there's obvious stress or there's obvious you know trauma there, but it's not necessarily between you two. It's not like you two need to work on something and get counseling, right. but rather it's something that you need to look at that's on the outside of an event, such as you mentioned, you know, a, a passing of a loved one. And, and I actually have a little a story I'll, I'll share a little bit later on that. But the mm-hmm. first thing that comes to my mind is this, how you respond can either accelerate and you know begin to help the process or it can hurt the process. And I think we always have to remember how we respond can either hurt or help. And we always want to make sure that our responses, our actions are helpful. And that that takes, you know, time, but oftentimes we don't realize that we become this extra thing that ends up prolonging maybe healing. And so let's use that yeah. situation that you talked about, his approach. And if he took the wrong approach, it could actually drive a wedge. So where there wasn't a wedge between them two, then his response can now bring a wedge to where they feel distance and now they have a challenge between the two of them. And so just understanding how we respond, you know, is, is so critical. And that's why we need to have this discussion. And that's why we need to get this right. Um, what, what you got, man? Yeah, man, that's it's everything because, you know, especially with our spouses, like they're looking for a response. They're looking to us to respond more than anybody else because we're their spouse, you know. Yeah. And you, like I said, it's, it's good that we're talking about this now because oftentimes people don't even know where it's coming from. Just like, you know, just like my, my buddy at work, you know, he might just, you know, he just thought it was just a regular day and she just was in the mood. But, you know, it's it's something that she's dealing with. It's trauma. And, you know, as we begin to talk more through it, he began to realize, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not responding to her well. I'm not being there for her. I'm not meeting the needs that she might meet because, I mean, that she might need because, you know, while she's going through this and while she's battling it, she might not just tell me directly, like, hey, I need you to hug yeah. me. You know what I mean? Those are things we got to kind of pick up on and, you know, realize when we're going through that trauma, because just like you said, if we don't, it it creates that awkwardness that they were going through. You know what I mean? Things can get worse. And and that's the whole thing. Remember, things can always get worse or things can get better. And, And the thing about these type of events is it takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no like quick answer. There's no quick thing, you know, and so it just takes time. But your patience and kind of what you're doing in that time make, makes a really big difference. That's right. That's right. Man, what I wanted to go into is actually like identifying trauma. Now, I'm not calling mm-hmm. you, I'm not calling everybody to be this therapist or, you know, the psychologist and just, you know, have be an expert in it. But you got to know the type of, dif- dif- you know, differentiate the traumas. You know, okay. first, first off, traumatic incidents are uncontrollable. They're distressing events that leave lasting imprints on people that they affect. And there's two different types of trauma. There's some people who experience single traumatic events in a given time period, meaning, you know, somebody can get in a horrible car accident or, you know, they witness something horrible, somebody hurting themselves or falling or experience something horrible like physical assault or sexual assault. But then there's complex trauma and complex trauma occurs when traumatic events you know, they're repeated. You know, it could be mm. something like dem- continued domestic violence. Um, growing up when you were young, you, you your family might have struggled with poverty, witnessing somebody struggle with addiction, chronic illness. Um, yeah. All these things are complex traumas. But, you know, with those two differences, we, we got to really notice and, and kind of try to identify them so that we can respond to them in the proper way. Um, because oftentimes, just like my guy at work, you know, he's 
probably was thinking like, okay, her mom passed last year. You know, we've been kind of going through that, you know, maybe the first couple months and, you know, going through the year, we've been kind of going through dealing with the loss of her mother, not realizing that she's dealing with some complex trauma. This might be something that can go on for five years for her every year on the anniversary. You know what I mean? So it's not just going to take one month or one day to really deal with it. You got to kind of realize like, okay, here comes the anniversary is coming up. Let me be more intentional. Let me hold her. Let me go ahead and communicate with her more and talk to her because she needs me in this time because this is something that she's dealing with. And I don't know when she's going to get out of it, but I know that I have to be there to respond to her and help her through. Yeah. And that's really good. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because actually one of the things that, that came to my mind is as we're looking to identify, try to better understand, um, is, you know, we have to pray for wisdom and patience. Mm-hmm. And and that prayer, that's so important. You know, you're really, because, you know, th- this is a Christian uh, relationship podcast. And so, therefore, we really want to encourage people. We got to approach things in the spiritual, not in the physical. Yep. And as we're approaching things in the spiritual, we have to see that sometimes, man, we come under attack, our lives are coming under attack, and there's going to be many different things that are happening. And so we have to pray and say, God, give me wisdom. Father, help me to see what I can't see. Father, Father, what should my approach be? What should I yeah. be doing? You know, what are the things I need to be thinking about? How can I be supportive? And then patience, because as you mentioned, you know, the, it, it can be hard when you haven't done anything wrong. And you're not getting the vibe. There, there's a, there's a the, the, the interesting thing about relationships is we set a tone with inside the home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've That's gotten right. this. And so if you have a bad day, man, the tone in the home is just different. Or if your yeah. wife has a bad day, it, it just sets a tone. And, and, and so you can step into that. And all of a sudden you're just like, man, I, I didn't do anything wrong. Or why is this? And, and, we have to be patient. And sometimes it takes time to get through those things. And you might feel like, well, I got over mine or I'm dealing with this. Why aren't you getting over yours? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work like that. We have exactly. to understand that everyone is different. Everyone deals with traumatic events differently. So what you got? You have anything else you want to jump exactly. in? Exactly. Man, you actually you actually hit my next point. What I was going to say is that everybody is different. You yeah. know, we all experience things differently and we all react to things differently. You know, like I got a friend like me, most people don't know, like, you know, my dad wasn't really in my life that much when I was younger. Um, and, you know, it's, it's affected me. Of course, it, it affected me, but it affected me differently than one of my homeboys whose dad wasn't in his life. And he's just like totally he's not over it yet you know what I mean he's 30 and he's still dealing with you know the the effects of his dad not being there so even though we go through the same different we go through the same thing we reacted to it differently I've had a different outlook than he has but it's the same trauma so we have to understand that everybody is different just because I got over something in two weeks doesn't mean my wife is necessarily going to get over that same thing in two weeks and I just want to bring up the scripture Galatians 6 2 where it says Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We got to understand, like, you know, I'm here to help you through because, you know, I've recognized and realized that it's going to take time's going to be different from all of us. But I'm here to carry your burden with you, you know, and be this beacon of light, be this beacon of hope, be this the safe space for you so that we can get through this together. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that that came to my mind and jumped out to me is just how sometimes we can separate maybe what our spouse is going through or somebody that we're in a relationship is going through from us. And especially with inside of marriage, if your wife is hurting, if your husband is hurting, you're hurting. Mm-hmm. If they're going through this traumatic event, 
you're dealing with the same thing. And so there isn't this separation. This is why it's so important that we go through that process of data collecting. We need yeah. to better understand somebody before we get married because you're marrying their past. You're marrying that traumatic events and those things that they've dealt with, whether no matter what it might be. And so that's that's part of your challenge. That's part of what's on your plate as well. So you just can't say, oh, well, that's them. That's what they're going through and just kind of, you know, push it off and not worry about it because it's going to impact your relationship if it's not dealt with. Mm -hmm. That's good so stuff. The, the other thing that I had was as you're seeking prayer and as you're seeking wisdom, become educated. Meaning okay, that's good try to better understand. So as you're able to identify it, so part of the education, as you mentioned, is identify, right? Try to understand, you know, is this, you know, what type of trauma is this? But once you do understand it, if it's a loss of loved one, why don't you research or try to ask somebody for guidance, you know, get some counseling on, okay, how do I approach this? My, my wife or my husband, they've lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. So how do, what can I do in a supportive role to, to help them? Um, you know, or maybe they dealt with molestation. Maybe it's loss of a job. You just every situation is different. And so the approach is sometimes different. And I think taking time to kind of understand what you can do in a supportive role is critical. And I shall go ahead and say this now, because um, another thing I wrote down is your goal is not to fix it. And I, I, and I, right. I you know I know as a man sometimes you know you're we trying to come in and, and the, so let's let's use that situation I'll, I'll use mine for my wife um, is that her, she lost her mother and mm -hmm. so there's there's nothing for me to fix she she's going through a grieving process and it's been you know um, years now but as you mentioned when the anniversary comes around and there's there's, there's actually two there's the the anniversary of the death and then there's the birthday. And so yep. th that's twice a year for sure that, you know, she's going to just kind of be a little bit challenged mentally and spiritually. And so I'm just trying to be there and support. I'm not trying to fix it. She just mm -hmm. needs to go through that day. She just needs to feel what she's feeling. And I just need to be there in a supportive role. It's called the, 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 pre the, the presence of or helping with your presence. And just being, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, giving, give us some extra rubs. As you mentioned, give some extra hugs. It's not necessarily you trying to be, you know, counselor. And so when I'm saying educate yourself, you're not trying to, to be the therapist and counsel and, and do all that stuff. All right, right. That's it enough, man. Let me, let me hand it to you. Now, that, that, that's good, man. I just want to piggyback on that because, you know, with what you're saying, we all, like, like you said, men, especially men, we always want to be the fix it. And I just have this analogy, like, you know, it's funny in our relationships, especially like marriage. You know, we just kind of let things kind of go and kind of play out sometimes, you know, like, but when it comes to real world events, like, for instance, a lot of people like they don't like to get premarital counseling or do counseling when they're in marriage. But, you know, if you have a job, you'll go do a class to get this certification that you need to promote and things of that nature. And the same sense with, you know, dealing with traumatic events, for example, if my car starts making a funny noise, um, you know, that I just never heard before, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in my car, take it down to Toyota, and I'm going to let them go ahead and assess that and figure it out because they made the car. In the yeah. same sense with us in marriage, you know what? Once my wife is starting to go through something, 
you know, me getting in the car and taking her down to Toyota is me going ahead and being present for her. Me going ahead and rubbing her back. And if it's something so severe that, you know, like, like, it's just not, I just can't help you. I'm taking her down to Toyota, meaning I'm either taking her to the church where we can pray. We can pray about this. God can go ahead and touch her. Or I'm taking her somewhere to a therapist or, you know, a psychiatrist where she can get some hands on, you know, tools that she needs yeah. or whatnot but it's just it's not my job to put on a toyota shirt and just be the mechanic and say i know what i'm doing you know what i mean it's just my job to be present and go ahead and take her where she needs to be or just being there you know being there for her and rubbing her back and and praying with her and holding her hand while she goes through something that's what we need to do no i and 100 and that's actually something i wrote down and this would kind of be one of my last little bits is that you know seek professional help seek help where we're stronger together, there's there's wisdom. The scripture tells us there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And and so you mentioned something, something came to my mind that I thought was really funny is, you, as you mentioned, you can go ahead and try to be a mechanic on your car if you want to and look at YouTube channels, but you're going to end up messing some stuff up, especially <laughs> when you talk about the complexity of, you know, the engines and all the electronics of what's happening mm-hmm. in today's vehicles. And so, there, man, going to YouTube is very helpful. There's some good things that you can learn on the internet and through Google, but when it comes to some working on a car, when it comes to some really technical things, and so we're talking about working on somebody's heart. When you're talking about working on mm. somebody's emotions, when you're talking about working on somebody's mind, Google and YouTube isn't necessarily what you want to do to necessarily try to begin to work through that. It might educate you as to what steps you can take in a supportive role. But you don't want to look at that all of a sudden say, well, now I'm going to put myself in a counseling role. And so that's where you do want to seek professional help. And here's the thing. Me, I am a counselor. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I offer coaching and counseling, but I also know my limits. And, and so I yeah. know that, number one, if it comes to my wife, it, it, she's going to hear it better. It's going to respond better if it comes from somebody else. So my That's role good. is just to be there in a supportive role. And so but then also, if I'm working with other people, there's situations where I'm not a therapist. And there's a difference between a counselor, um, a spiritual counselor, a life coach and a therapist or a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. It's not for me to necessarily go through, you know, deep past traumatic events, work through those past events, so that way you can begin to, to, to kind of work through that. And so if I come across a situation where, you know, it's beyond me, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll point people in the right direction. And right. I think that's that's what we need to be able to do. We need to be able to seek that, that help, whether or not if it is just a, a spiritual counselor at, at the church, as you mentioned, um, whether or not if it's uh, you going to get a life coach, some some things they can help with that. Maybe you're just dealing with just a rut, maybe just a career thing, maybe just a relationship challenge, whatever it might be. And so so having that life coach that can give you some counseling and guidance as far as specific acts, action steps you can take is really, really helpful. Um, and then but then some things it does take some therapy and, yeah. and it don't don't look at therapy as a bad thing. It's something that helps us to really work through some of our past challenges. And if you can get a Christian therapist, that's even better because sometimes other therapists, you know, they, they can kind of go off from the, the ideology or the, the uh, theology of you know, Christianity. And that can kind of yeah. lead you astray as well. Um, that, that's what I got, man. Would you have anything else? Yeah, man. My last thing is actually the number one thing that resonates through all of our episodes, most of our episodes. And that's communication. I knew you were um, 
yeah, communication, communication, communication. I don't think I can say that enough. Communication. Um, one of the things I left out in telling the story about uh, my coworker is that this this little awkwardness that was going on between him and his wife it lasted for about three or four days. And when he was detailing, like, yeah, the first couple of days, like, you know, I would ask her things and she would kind of just be short with me, you know. So you know, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of short with her, and we were just kind of going passing by each other in silence. If you notice that something is going wrong or something is going awry with your spouse, the best next thing to do is to communicate, is to sit down and actually talk about it. And let me tell you something, too. Communication doesn't just mean you talk. Communication also means that you're listening. You're hearing what your spouse is saying. You're intaking it. You're being that ear that she may need. Now, again, to what B was saying, sometimes, you know, we can communicate and understand what they're going through, but then communication might need to be brought further in going to a specialist or a psychiatrist or, you know, a counselor. But you'll never know and understand what's going on until you actually communicate and your spouse is communicating back to you, hey, this is how I've been feeling. Hey, it's, you know, that's that time of the year again. And, you know, these are my feelings about it, you know? So again, our spouses are looking for us to be their safe space. So, you know, go ahead and start the communication chain so where you can be that air for her to listen. That might be what she need. Or, you know, you go the professional route and, you know, seek some help, some counseling or some therapy or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my last, my last point. Communication, communication, communication. Right. And the blessing thing is, is that if you're listening to this or if you're watching this, that means you are trying to grow. You are trying to, to better understand. You're trying to educate yourself. And, and hopefully you were able to gain some tips, some things that will help you in that approach, in that supportive role and being able to be there. So that way you can be in a position of helping versus hurting. And so we're mm-hmm. really grateful for that. I do want to encourage you, uh, please go to the website. We have many different tools that we're offering there, as well as I have uh, a relationship assessment. And so this is something that um, I'm giving away free. And so if you're just looking to assess kind of where you are in your singleness, assess where you are in your relationship and and kind of get some growth opportunities there. This is a free resource that I'm giving away. So just go there, uh, leave your email, and then I'll send you that uh, free assessment. And so if you haven't had a chance to check out my book, Chasing Happily Ever After, definitely want to encourage you to do that. It is available on Amazon. And we want to encourage you to always leave the reviews, share this episode with somebody so it can also be a blessing to them. So Keontae, do you mind uh, closing us in prayer? Oh, yeah, man. No, no doubt. I'll close in place. But also, before we get started, before we, I get started on this prayer, I want to stress that uh, relationship assessment, that is gold. And it's the word free. Please take advantage of that. Just, I mean, look, and everything you can get assessed for a lot of things. Like, for instance, before me and my wife bought our first house, I used to say, like, man, we're never going to be able to afford a house. Until we went into a bank and actually they assessed us and say, hey, you got you got to spend this much. And I'm like, I never knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're in a house. But if you never get that assessment, you'll never know. You'll never know where you are in life. So please take advantage of that because it's free and that is just golden. All right. Um, oh, and I forgot. Probably, go to the go website. SimplifyComplexity.org is the website. So SimplifyComplexity.org. There you go. 
Uh, all right, let me lead us in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day, Father. We just thank you for this podcast, Father, and this platform you bless us with, Lord, to be able to just give advice, Father, and tools, Lord, for the building up of your kingdom and the building up of relationships, marriages, um, and, and singleness, and, and everything intertwined, Father. We ask that you just continue to bless our listeners, Father, as we talk about this topic of dealing with traumatic events, Father. Please help us to just navigate through them, Father. Help us to just see where we can be helpful, Father, to see where we can be a resource to our spouse, Lord, even mm. to our friends and family, Father, especially as they go through traumatic events and, you know, just dealing with the ramifications of those things, Lord. We ask that you to continue to bless this podcast, Lord, continue to just lift us up, Father, and our listeners, Father, and continue to just help us, Lord, to just speak, Lord, to, you know, the the, the, the topic of, of dating and, and marriage and data collecting and, and singleness, Father, just to help someone, Father. So we just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Father, and we thank you for what you're going to do. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. God keep you. Until next time. Portuguese, eh?